0: You may be seated. It's not over yet. We'll be as fast as we can here to get you going on your day, but, you know, we want to see what God is saying to us, all right? So I want to know if you spent at least five minutes a day, at least five days last week reading and listening to God's word. Did you do that? Say yes. Yes. You got to do that every day. Let's go. Five days a week at least. Let's spend that time. Did you spend time alone with God this week with no agenda of your own? All right, we've got some work to do because there's not very many people answering. There's coffee over there still, I'm sure. Uh, are you ready? Did, do you know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Say yes if you do. Yes. Are you being obedient? Yes. Are you giving as God has asked you to give in your time, your talents, and your resources? All three, not just one of those. This isn't like a pick one. Are you doing that? If you are, say yes. Just yes. share Jesus with someone this week. We're dwindling down here. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but did you invite someone to church with you this week? Yeah. Yeah. All right, almost lost everybody now. So we're going to ask those questions every week because, see, this isn't a matter of me asking you questions for you to perform. This is like looking at the Christian life that is outlined in the Word of God, what God has asked us to be as Christians, and we ask these questions according to what the scriptures teach us about living the Christian life. So I'm asking those questions so that we step into the fullness of what God is calling you and I into in this relationship with Him. That's the point of those. It's not just to ask questions. It's so that we are growing in our faith and becoming more like Christ every single week. So church, He is risen. Yeah. Now what? Right? I mean, it's like, you know, you come into the season of the Holy Week, we do, you know, like all that leading up to... Easter and celebration of resurrection on that Sunday, Good Friday services. Some of us practice a Lenten 40-day fast, follow devotionals and do all that, and that's all over last Sunday. Now what? And I'm saying that like not um, sarcastically or anything. It's like it's a a serious question. Now what? What about that? The very first thing is to convince people that it happened and that Jesus is alive. (laughs) That's, That's it, man. Because see, even that day, when it happened, Everyone doubted. Even the ones that were the closest to Jesus doubted. Listen, we didn't read the resurrection story in the service last Sunday. We're going to read it today. In Luke chapter 24, listen. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had already been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes, The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this, So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. I'm going to keep reading, but I'm pausing there for a minute because you know what? Church, I really don't want to get off key here, but I want us to hear this because, see, there's a lot of people in churches today and teaching in churches today that say women shouldn't talk or preach or say stuff in the church, right? but it's a good thing they did because nobody would have known Jesus had resurrected if they didn't go tell him. And the uh, very first ones that said it were women. They came back to proclaim that Jesus was alive and that he resurrected. Listen to what the word God says in everyone else. What had happened? It was Mary Magdalene. You remember her, right, from the Gospels? She had been possessed, and Jesus set her free from those demons. Joanna, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened but their story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. Okay, guys, got to step up. Seriously, think about it. It's like these ladies are talking, we think they're crazy. That's what happened right here. They were like, mm, yeah, that don't make sense to me. I, I, don't, I don't get that at all, and I don't believe you. You just go on over there and keep doing whatever you were doing. It's the word of God. This is what he's telling us. Like, this is the ladies come back, and they're like, we went there, the tomb was empty, there were angels there. And they told us he was alive, and he told us, they told us, that Jesus had already said this, and they remembered, right? So they're telling the disciples, hey, remember when he said this was going to happen? That he was going to be crucified, handed over into the hands of sinful men, that on the third day he'd rise again. So they tell these guys, and they're like, mm, that sounds crazy. Listen, we keep reading in 20, Luke 24, however... Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. Come on, Peter. Come on, guys. Listen. like He was already told what had happened. They, the ladies told him and all the others what had happened. They said the angels told them. They reminded them of Jesus' teachings. Now Peter runs over to see for himself. Because some of us want to make sure that we're in agreement with what we're told, right? So they, he runs over there. It's just like they said. And he's still wondering what was going on. See that doubt that's there? That like, it, this doesn't make sense to me, so therefore it can't be. Because if it doesn't process here, then I'm not going to align to it. We are all tempted to doubt what Jesus did. We're tempted to doubt who Jesus is. We're tempted to be confused and confuse the fact of why he did what he did. And it's happening all the time, and it's happened from day one. Church, what we need to understand is that Jesus Christ is God in the very beginning, that he created all things, and through him nothing was made that was made. He made everything, all right? Then he came and became flesh like one of us because sin needed to be defeated in the flesh. It did no good for God to die in godness for sin because it was in our human flesh that we sinned. Therefore, human flesh had to pay the price because God himself said a life for a life. And therefore, sin demanded a life. And therefore, God became human. The word, as John 1 tells us, became flesh and dwelt among us because he became one of us so that he could pay our price for sin. See, that is the truth of the gospel, and we need to understand that. The enemy wants to confuse that and change who Jesus is and what he did and why he did it and get us to not believe the truth of the gospel and what this is all about. We want to think it through and make it sense, make sense to us instead of accepting what God said just because what God said doesn't make sense to us. Same thing that's going on right here. This is what happened. Yeah, I don't think so. That doesn't work for me. So they're still looking for their own way of understanding the miracle God had performed for them. So some people in the church today are, are, man, they're just content to believe what they believe. We can't be content to believe what we believe if what we believe is not lining up to the Scripture of God's Holy Word doesn't matter what you believe or what you think you believe or what you think you know or what I think I know. It's what God says that matters. Who God is matters. And what he's done for us is all that matters. We have to surrender what we think and our own ideology and our own ideas of things and accept what God himself says. Because he is the one that did all this for you and I. We only have to accept it, church. Accept it by faith, going over the barriers of my own logic and thinking. So he is alive. And he resurrected after he gave his life for us. But we need to understand why that is and what that means to us personally. And that's why in the beginning, we're like, so now what? What was next? (laughs) We can't stay in a state of confusion or questioning things. We have to answer the doubts and confusions by faith. We erase those by saying, yes, God, and believing what God has said, and that will eliminate that confusion and, and uh, doubts that the enemy wants to put inside of us. So, in the process, then we're supposed to share that good news with others. Let's continue reading, as Jesus is on the day of the resurrection. Right, we're going in Luke twenty-four again. So the, this commotion happens where they're told that Jesus is alive. Peter runs to see. John ran as well. They all see what's going on. They come back They're all confused. There's a lot happening. Two of them decide they're going to walk to the other city, Emmaus. They're going down the road, and this stranger walks up and starts talking to them, and he's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, you don't know what's going on? And he's like, mm, what's happening? And they're like, I can't believe you don't know. This Jesus that we believe was the Messiah was crucified on Friday, and some among us have said he rose from the dead today. Is that crazy? And then this stranger begins to tell them how the prophets of old and the Old Testament law and all that was pointing towards this very event. <laughs> Isn't God awesome? Yeah. So they didn't recognize him as he's talking and then they invite him in. Jesus goes in to have dinner with them. They get there and he breaks the bread and they're like, oh, it's Jesus. And he disappears. Well, you know, they didn't just go to bed. <laughs> they ran back to Jerusalem to tell him we've seen him. He is alive. Check it out. We're right here now in Luke 24. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly standing there among them and he said, peace be with you. But the whole group was startled and frightened thinking they were seeing a ghost. Seriously, man, let that sink in here. I'm not going to speak about you, but I'm going to say, you know, sometimes I, I'm that dumb where it's like, it's, look what God did. Look what he did. Look what he did. He's right there showing you that he did that. And you're still like, uh, that's what's happening right here, right? The ladies told him early in the morning, all kinds of stuff's going on. We've seen angels. We've got a story. These guys are saying, we've seen Jesus. And now they're like, you saw him and there he is. He's standing right in front of them. But they're freaked out, still thinking it's a ghost. They've been getting affirmations all day long about what happened. And now it's right in front of them, right in their face. And they're freaking out and they can't believe it. Listen to the next verse. (laughs) Why are you frightened, he asked. And why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I'm not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still, they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. All right, so we're going to read the rest of that, but just I want to thank God for his mercy for us and his amazing grace with us that, you know, As you and I are standing there and God's like, it's me, it's me, it's me, and we're like, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not. Look how awesome Jesus is, and he just gives this grace. He's like, no, look, go ahead, see that? Yeah, it's me, not touch me, go ahead. Feel it, it's real. See how patient he is to get us to get over our own doubts, our own confusions, and just accept who he is and what he's done? It's right here modeled in such a cool little picture. Like, will you just believe already? Church, will you just believe already? Stop with your own nonsense. Relax. And let's just trust him. This is what he says next. Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it as they watched. And he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. Thank you, God. So Jesus is like, look, this has been God's plan all along. Church, I'm just going to pause here. We're going to keep reading, but I want us to hear this because, you see, Jesus is like, it's all been written. This is all God's plan. But remember that these people had already developed, through their own thinking of scripture, their own plan. And he opened up their mind to understand the Scriptures. So we need to know what God's Word says the way God intended it, not the way we think we should interpret it. We're looking at what he's telling us right here. And he said, yes, it was written, I'm reading the Scriptures again, long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise again from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message we proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem, There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. Isn't that awesome? So Jesus is like, look, this is the plan all along. The plan was for God to do this for us. And then it's the plan for us to tell everybody, this is the way your sins are forgiven is through what Jesus did. He died to sin. He died to pay the price of death. He arose from the grave and he's alive forevermore. He's like, that's been God's plan all along. Here it is. It's fulfilled. And this is the, what's supposed to happen now. You're supposed to tell everybody about it. Man, it's amazing. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Okay, so it's like Jesus shows up, affirms that it's him, affirms he's alive, uh, uh, affirming things constantly, giving revelation of the truth of Scripture. He's saying, now this is the plan, it's for you to tell everybody this story, but right now, we need you to just wait. So you think that there were questions we're over with? The things in their own mind and that everything was settled and they got it all and they were ready to do whatever he said. He tells them God's plan, but we already know because we read the Gospels that there was confusion still, even after hearing, and even after Jesus affirmed this over and over to them, there was still confusion inside of them. When we read the the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, the Gospels are telling the story of Jesus' ministry life, and then we step into Acts where the fulfillment of that whole redemptive plan of God is born in the church in the giving of the Holy Spirit. And we see the birth of that gospel spreading around the world, like God said it would, being preached to all nations that Jesus is the only way to be forgiven of your sins. So we see all these things coming to pass, but we do see that even after Jesus' explanation on the day of the resurrection and multiple times after that they are still confused over this whole thing and what the next step is for them to do. So in their minds, they've seen this, they hear what he's saying, but they're still struggling with what they thought they knew and what they think is going to happen next. It's obvious, we're going to read the scriptures to show that, because it seems to them that now that we see this truth, oh, he was supposed to die and resurrect, now must be the time we're going to overthrow the Romans and establish ourselves as the world power. So that was their next step, right? That's the way they saw things. But listen, let's go back to God's word again because God's word will help us see the truth that is before us and help us in understanding the truth in our own lives. During the 40 days, this is uh, Acts chapter 1, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. He talked to them about the kingdom of God. Okay, just going to pause there. I think it's important because a few weeks back we did the message and we were talking about how Jesus was doing miracles, but while he was doing miracles, he was trying to get people to hear the message about the kingdom of God. That was the whole point. It wasn't about them getting healed, which the people made it all about getting healed. Jesus was talking about the kingdom. Again, we see Jesus now in the resurrection, and now he's coming to the people, said, I am alive, and this is about the kingdom. This isn't about your kingdom. It's about God's kingdom. All right, now let's continue forward with this and see what he is saying to us. So Jesus talked with them multiple times. This is the message. This is what's going to happen. And the message that Jesus talked about was not a changing of the government that was over them. Some of us Christians need to hear that. It was about the kingdom of heaven, not the governmental kingdoms of this earth. It will influence them when we get it right. But it wasn't about overthrowing governments. It was about the kingdom of heaven and overthrowing the kingdom of darkness, which is the problem in this world, church. If we would get to the root of what God is all about, we would see that it's all about Jesus and the only hope for this place is Jesus. And it's right there in the Word of God. So he wasn't saying, we're about to do this. We're about to change the structure of the leadership of government and the leaders of the church because they're a disaster too. They were. They were part of the condemnation of him. So here's what's going on. This is why Jesus did what he did. He de- died to defeat sin in our flesh so that we could step into a relationship with the, <laughs> the God of the universe So that you and I could experience what He intended for us to have in the very beginning when He breathed His breath into the little clay and it became a living soul. So God wanted to restore His breath in us by the Holy Spirit and give us that living relationship with Him. And when we have that living relationship with Him, we begin to see that the kingdom of God is so far and above all this temporary stuff that we get so wrapped up in. So now let's look at what it says here in Acts 1 keep in reading now once this is one of the many times that jesus came to them and this is one of the final times that he would talk to them before he ascended once when he was eating with them he commanded them do not leave jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised as i told you before all right so this isn't the first time they've been told this right We already know, we read it on the very day of resurrection that Jesus told them, you're going to stay in Jerusalem, the Father's going to fulfill his promise, Holy Spirit's coming. Okay? So he says, I've already told you this, but I'm reaffirming this. Look, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? You see how messed up we are? You see how they were still focused on their agenda, their plan, and their ideas? That they were just given the next step in God's plan for God's kingdom. And God's plan for God's kingdom was for them to wait for the Holy Spirit to do what God said he would do. And so instead of hearing that and being content to wait, they were asking him, is it time now to do what we were just talking about? Not what you're talking about, what we're talking about. Our kingdom. God, Jesus, restore our kingdom. So here it is. Jesus says, Here's your next step, guys. Your next step is to wait. <laughs> and they're so focused on their own ideas and their own agendas, their own plans, all that they have going on, they don't even hear that step. They hear is it our time now? Can we do it? Let's make it happen. So I want to challenge us, church. How many of us are focused on our own ideas, agendas, and plans that we don't hear what God is saying to us straight out? I mean, you know, we're, we're only listening. For, if you're married, you've done this. We hear something and we respond to something, but we're responding to what we're thinking, not what was said. Yeah, you didn't have to say amen to that, but I mean, <laughs> you know. So when I'm looking at that, I'm like, man, you know, this is what's happening right there. They're listening to Jesus, but it's like, we're hearing you, but like, are you are you done so we can get this plan going that we have believed all of our lives? <laughs> so here's the other thing that happens a lot of times is that we have this plan and idea that we've put in motion and we think is going to happen and we think and we're asking God to to bless it and make it work and God's up there saying like it's not my plan and we're like hey God you know we're let's do this I'm submitting this to you I dedicate it in your name let's go make this happen and you go out there and you're trying to do it and it feels like it's falling flat on your face And we're like frustrated and thinking God's not hearing us and God the whole time is saying, hey, wait. Wait. Yes, God, I'm going to wait right over here while we're working on this and I'm asking you to make this happen because i got a plan. It happens all the time, church, as we listen to this. so. So here's the thing. Jesus was trying to get the message through to him over and over and over again. And they were hearing without hearing. And they were listening without accepting. And they were planning and expecting that plan to ultimately take place. But it wasn't God's plan. And I'm, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, you know, Jesus said he opened up the scriptures to them. He's like, hey, this is God's plan. Can you get this together here, guys? Because right now, the only thing God's saying for you to do is to wait. That's it. There's going to be another plan. You're going to go share this with the world, but right now you're not going to share it with the world. You're not doing anything else. You're just waiting. (laughs) So, part of the problem with us waiting and not hearing is we're so wrapped up in what we think should happen next that we're already expecting what we think should happen instead of looking for what God is actually saying and doing and what he's already tried to reveal to us see they didn't look for the next step or listen for the next step because they were already planning the next step our kingdom this is the time so as much as i hate that one oftentimes what god is asking of me is to just wait Do not leave until God has fulfilled his promise to you with the Holy Spirit. Just wait. And so as I submit my plans to God, I'm not a patient person. I confess that, and I know that. And God's been working on me all of my walk with him about my need of waiting. And so I'm going to tell you, like, I am better than I was, believe it or not, but I'm not good at that. And so I find myself at times still doing for him see i'm waiting while i do (laughs) what i think needs to be done for his kingdom i hope that makes sense to you several years ago i told you this before in the service this happened to me i i have a path i made on my property and i oftentimes would walk that when i pray because i can't sit still well and uh So I'm talking to God and listening and praying and just having that time with him. And very clearly, uh, he spoke to me in my heart. Now, it's not an audible voice. It was just I knew it was him. And he told me, be still. That's all I heard. Be still. I was walking right by my horse's pen, spur. Uh, That's my horse, sorry. But I'm getting the visual in my mind. (laughs) Right there, man. There's the corral. She's standing there watching me. I'm walking right by. There's a faucet right there. I can see it as clear as a bell in my mind. And I was walking there, coming around, and I was fully intending on going this way and down in the wash and walking back around and be still. So of course I stopped because in my expectation, in my idea, I stopped because I expected like something amazing is about to happen. (laughs) God's about to show me something. He's going to tell me something. He's going to reveal something to me. I mean, you know, I mean, I really did expect something God-like, you know, like it's not normal, God stuff, and so I stood there, and it was still, and it was silent, there was nothing, I didn't feel any emotions, I didn't experience anything, I was just standing there. I knew it was God, so I didn't move. Well, I told you already, and you guys probably know me, I don't stand still well, so I'm like standing there and i'm like okay god like i'm ready what you you gotta be doing something saying something you're gonna do something right now i know you are nothing so i mean this respectfully and i hope you don't i mean it's pretty dumb i already know that believe me i know it now but at that moment i thought okay you said be still so i'm gonna sit down here in the dirt so I got down, I sat down in the, in the ground just like this, and I always have my phone on me, and I took my phone out, and I didn't want to be distracted, so I, this is the part I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I told you before, so I'll just confess it again. I put five-minute timer on there, <laughs> laid it face down on the ground, and said, okay, God, I'm still, and I'm waiting, you know, and I just sat there, and you know what was happening in my mind? man this is a long time. <laughs> I'm not seeing nothing or I'm not hearing nothing, you know, and it's probably five minutes and pick up my phone and it still had three minutes and 25 seconds left. <laughs> For real. I can still see that right there as I turned that over at three minutes and 25 seconds and it was ticking down and I was like, ooh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And I'm um, like, seriously, I mean, do you know how long that is? But it's so short. But I was thinking, any second now you're going to do something amazing. And so I'm waiting, and then nothing's happening. So, you know, I would love to tell you that the alarm went off. And I just, I looked at my phone two more times. I mean, I'm embarrassed to tell you that. It's true. It's seriously true. I literally looked at my phone. I thought, did I have that on silent? <laughs> because... There's no way five minutes isn't up by now. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there, and then, like, finally it was five minutes, and I'm like, okay. So, I'm again, I'm not, like, putting God on a timer, but I did. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't, like, trying to say, you have to talk to me in five minutes. I was trying to be obedient, and I didn't know what he wanted, and he wasn't talking. So I thought, well, I'll make a plan then. Here's your plan. I got five minutes, so... Because... For real now, I have a list of disciplines I got to do because this is how I do my day. You know, I have this, I pray for this, I read my Bible, I have this time for this, I have a plan, and then I have stuff I got to get done too. So I mean, like giving them five minutes to go ahead and give that revelation of me waiting, I thought was good, you know? I didn't see a problem in it. But It was silent. Nothing happened. Picked up my phone, put it in my pocket after that five minutes. It's like, okay, Lord, I, don't, I know you said that to me, so I did it. So I'm obedient. That's cool. Just kept on going. I did my thing. Nothing happened from that. And it wasn't for a week or 10 days. Honestly, I can't remember the exact time. I believe it was more than a week. I believe it was 10 days. That's going off my memory. Then I was walking with the Lord right by that spot in my prayer time. And I was like, you know, Lord, I don't really get that. Nothing happened. He was like, you were supposed to wait. How's it? See, my whole revelation was, Dave, you need to stop and wait on me. That was the revelation. But see, I wanted something mystical and magical. <laughs> I wanted something godlike. And he was like, That's what I want, is for you to stop for a moment. And just be with me. Amen. Man, you talk about, like, crazy. Like, I... God just keeps affirming this thing, and he's like, you know, you, if you really want church... This is God speaking to us right now, not just Dave. If you really want to know what God's plan is for you, will you wait on him? Just wait on him. Stop telling him. Stop, like, performing for him. Stop giving him the outline. Stop telling him the story. Let him write it. He wants to do that for us. And he did it for them. He's like, here is the plan. You're going to wait, and then you're going to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. You're going to go teach people about me, and you're going to baptize them in the faith. And this world is going to change. I want to do God's plan. I don't want my plan. Whatever my plan is, I don't want it to be Dave's plan. You know, like church, so many people can give you scriptures about a plan that they've designed. Please don't forget this. The disciples and the apostles were raised as Hebrew children. They knew the Old Testament law. They were taught that stuff since they were kids. And the teachers that taught them those scriptures had taught them the Messiah would come and sit upon the throne of David. But they wrongly taught it that it would be an earthly throne. Because they didn't let God develop his plan, they put their ideas into God's plan and they used Bible verses to do it. And so now, when the disciples are here in the moment of truth, they're still struggling with what they think they know, what they've been taught by the church as they're heading forward. Look, man, we gotta be so careful about what we let people put into us about what we expect God to do in the future. We can get so screwed up with what we already think God's gonna do or prove himself in some way that we miss what God is doing and saying to us in this very moment to fulfill his plan for the future. That is not a warning against like prophetic mindsets, but it is. It is a warning. It's for us to be careful about what we think we know we know and let God interpret what he knows and what he's going to do. And that just doesn't go in the prophetic realm of the return and the end times. That is in my life and yours as well. Man, I tell you, there's so many, us as Americans specifically, we have this idea about retirement and plans and what we're going to do and people make a plan for their retirement would you just stop and let God plan your retirement? Seriously, have you submitted that plan to God and say, what is your plan? Because I got an idea. I'm not telling you shouldn't have ideas. I'm saying you should follow God's plan. And don't just ask him to bless yours. That goes with life choices then, man. Oh, there's so much in this church. That we just pick somebody out. I'm going to marry that person. I'm going to give myself to that person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then we expect God to bless it. When it gets all jacked up, we never even talk to him about it in the first place. We simply ask him to make it happen for us. Can you just pause for a minute? Wait on God? Let him do his thing? Let's wait for God's affirmation. It's not really one of my best gifts or qualities. And so God is calling us again. Let's let's just pause and wait on him. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that is the very next step you need in your life, is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he did die for your sin, that he did raise from the dead, that he is alive forevermore, that this happened because there is no other way to God than through Jesus Christ and forgiveness of sins is only through him, period, no other way. And so if you do not know him as your Savior, that is your next step, period. If you know him as your Savior, church, stop and wait on God. Would you use this week as a week of learning to wait on God in everything you do? All right? That's not saying go home and hide in your closet, don't do anything until he tells you. No. I'm saying like when you're praying and doing what you have to do, wait on God to show you what he wants you to do in it. Let's trust him. And let God reveal what he wants to do in our lives. If you are confused about your next step in your life, we're on our action steps. Just wait for God to give clarity. Don't just go forward and do something. If you're confused, wait. Let God give you the next step. The next one, if you're convinced of your own plan, step back, clear your ears and listen for what God has to say about his next step for you because yours is probably jacked up. If your plans are wrapped up, focused on this life and this world, surrender those plans and allow God to reveal his plan to you because those are wrong plans. Only his plan matters, period. It's about the kingdom. Let God show us what the next step is for his kingdom and his plan for our life and church. We got it made. I mean, that is the guarantee of an amazing future, even if it's your last day on earth, it is. Let's do it his way, would you? Would you stand with me? You know, the altar's always open. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you for something, we need to respond to him. If it's salvation, then by all means, come forward and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Please, this day, don't leave without it. If you know him as your Savior, and maybe you are confused about the next step in your life, would you come and just submit that to him? Let him have it and wait on him? He's calling you. If you keep getting all messed up in your plans, would you just stop right now and bring him, lay him out, let him have his way?